again, 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 again. I want to see that thing again. Again, 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 again. I want to see that thing again. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Again, Again, the podcast where we ask us if when you die and you can see any event throughout history and see how it effectively happened, what event would you see first and why? I'm your host, Belle. With me always is your other host, Amanda, and our super producer, Tyler. And I was not prepped that we were going to have a musical intro. That was <laughs> new for me as well, but that was really, I enjoyed that. That would put a smile on my face. We, we, we talked about like doing a different one every time, but I think we just, we, we're not creative enough. We forget and stuff, but, uh, but now we, we, we're not singers, but we did that. We'll see if we keep it going. Yeah. I, I, when you were like, babe, do you want to sing? I was like, what? Like, sing what? Like, happy birthday? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Today's guests are the followers, the listeners. So we put out on our social media um, asking you all, uh, what event would you like to see? So we are going to go through a few of the responses and have a discussion with the three of us. Yep. I've always wanted to do a mailbag episode. <laughs> which this will be our first one and as hopefully. i'm sure we'll have first of many yes that's yeah, what i'm gonna go for yeah. all right so uh now i get to throw something at you all do you all want to do a fun one or a sad one first i have one of each do you, what should we start with babe eh, i'm cool either way yeah yeah tyler you 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 pick surprises all right so this comes from uh one of our followers they said that this is dark, but seeing the Titanic sinking unfold in person is something Ooh. they'd like to go back and see. The Titanic sinking. You know, I feel like, as with most people, my knowledge of the Titanic is very heavily based on the movie. The movie Titanic? <laughs> the movie Titanic. Blockbuster. With Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet? Yeah, so my initial thought is like, the scenes from the movie. Yeah. Which probably aren't very realistic. Realistic, yeah. You know what? I think, is the Titanic really famous? Is it one of those events that's really famous? Or is it famous for us because the movie came out in 97, if I'm not mistaken, which which we're 90s kids. So the movie, even if, and it was, it's not even close to being a kid's movie, but I feel like everyone our age knew about the Titanic. Well, everyone our age knew about the Titanic. And I got to tell you, as as a young girl, when it came out, every single young girl thought that they could sing my heart will go on <laughs> and hit that note how does it go none of us could oh i don't even <laughs> yeah, that's but, a good point i wonder if like today's see, I, th- it was such a it was this is what i remember about the titanic i remember my parents going to watch it in the movie theater i remember like not going or not being allowed to go obviously i remember it like I don't know, like on TV or stuff, them talking about being like the longest movie in the movie theaters in a while or something like that. Like I remember my uncle saying like he had to pee throughout the whole thing and he didn't want to get up because he didn't want to miss the movie, but it was so long. He almost pissed his pants. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when the VHS came out, it was like a two, the double VHS. two tape box set. And my parents had that too. See, I remember because like you said, it wasn't a kid's movie, but yet everyone in our age group was obsessed with it. And I remember my parents rented it from Blockbuster. Rest, rest, R.I.P. Uh, in peace. In peace. <laughs> and um, 
I wanted to watch it, but like everyone knew there was a nudie scene. And so I remember watching it with my mom and dad. And then they're like, okay, we think the nudie scene's coming up. So go on your bedroom. So I was so stoked on this movie. I literally. Not even cover your eyes. No, go go in the bedroom. Your parents are hardcore. Yeah, well, you know. Other side of the wall. (laughs) And uh, so I I was so excited on this movie. I went and sat on my bed and just stared at my door waiting for them to call me (laughs) and say, come get me. And it was literally like, it was so long that I was like, you know, I didn't really know about sex, but I was like, I was like. Even as a kid, you're like, it can't be. I was like, it can't be this long of a boob scene. So eventually I just I just got up and walked into the TV room. And literally I walked in as the last smokestack entered the water. What? They just like forgot about me. (laughs) They never came to come get you. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, I missed the whole point of the movie. The sinking of the ship. I I gotta say on the record, I feel like they they did that to you on purpose. Think so? Yeah, I think they were trying to get rid of you. You know, eh, this kid. We're trying to watch the movie just ourselves. You know, maybe get a little romantic and and <laughs> and you were like being like I was being like a buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like go in your room and we'll call you when it comes when it's, it's over. Amanda, how old were you when this happened? They rented it from Blockbuster. It had yeah. to have been like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. So that's probably what, like second grade? Second or third, yeah. Yeah. So what, like eight, eight nine? nine? Eight, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so what about the Titanic appealed to eight-year-old Amanda? Because I'm thinking of the things I enjoyed when I was eight, and a three-hour movie about a ship that's going to sink would not have been high up on my list of things I would have been just jonesing was, to go watch. Was the Titanic not really prevalent in your life when it came out, Taylor? So I don't think so. Like, I know my parents saw it. To this day, I haven't seen it. So I mm. like I know of the Titanic through the movie and people's reactions to the movie. I, I do think that that movie was probably the first introduction for a lot of like young people's like uh, foray into nudity. Like it was probably mm-hmm. that movie was the first mm-hmm. time that they saw nudity like on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see I could see that being an appeal to like little boys like a, a maybe eight nine maybe a little too young but like mm-hmm. 10 11 12 like as they're starting to learn about that i could definitely see or anyone into women <laughs> yeah yeah my yes anyone who is attracted to women um but i mean based on the fact that amanda and bellister are married i, I don't think that that was amanda's um <laughs> desire to watch the film so i'm curious as to what drove like yeah what so, drew you into the movie okay so, so amanda appreciates a great set of boobies Oh, I appreciate a great set of boobs. Yeah. I've definitely watched some some films as a child and was like, I don't understand what I'm feeling right now. (laughs) (laughs) But specifically the Titanic at that age range. Okay, we've got Kate Winslet in really cool old-timey clothes, which that's young enough that dress-up is still really cool. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge appeal. You've got Leonardo DiCaprio, and like you're just getting to that age where it's like, again, like, I don't understand these feelings. He's attractive. (laughs) You've got the blue diamond, which I don't know why that was such an appeal. <laughs> that necklace that she drops into oh, the ocean oh, at the yes. movie—it was just oh. iconic. And then literally the song, I literally have memories of just singing that song over and over again, and I feel so bad for whoever was in earshot. <laughs> your parents. Okay. That's why yeah. they sent you to your room. So, so there were a lot of elements that drew. There you were into many the elements. Well, because that's the age when everyone's like. I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be a star. 
So yeah. Life the, hasn't trampled the, on your the dreams so- yet. The song was a big part of it. For my okay. life, it, it literally I think was just like like it was an event for my parents and my uncles and aunts. Like, you know, they're gonna go watch a movie and I don't get to go and I'm, you know, uh, little Mr. FOMO. And I was like, what, what? And then like, and then, you know, you, you buy it and it's a two disker. You never see two discers as kids. Like there were no, there were no kid movies that were two discers. The coolest uh, cassettes as kids was the Rugrats movie. Cause it was orange. It was orange. Yeah. Yeah. But there were no two, two tapes. So then it was two tapes when the VHS came out and I couldn't watch it either. So it was like, um, that it was, yes, it was, it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it wasn't that big thing for you. Your parents watched it. Yeah, um, I, I don't have, I don't have a vivid recollection of the Titanic in my childhood. Like I know it existed. I knew people enjoyed it. I knew that there was controversy about he could have fit on the raft at the end. <laughs> um, there is no that, controversy. We, he could have fit. We were at uh, at a did like a pool weekend a few weekends ago, and I had the thought that you know this was an alcohol induced thought, but I stand by it that someone would buy it. To make a pool, you should murder me. A pool, no, oh. <laughs> a pool raft that shaped like the door, or whatever yeah. <laughs> that she was on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it? Was it? Um, were you drawn into the movie Ballister? I mean, you said you had like FOMO, but did you eventually see it? And was it? Yeah, cool for you, I saw it. I saw it eventually, and it was no, you know, it was like an adult movie. I remember. I think I saw the boob scene as a kid, yeah. and that was a big deal. But. um was that but the no, first I did, time I you saw boobs in a movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, my parents also had that one movie with uh, Demi Moore. I think it's called Striptease. Um, that was another VHS that I, I would walk by and like I could never watch it. So, mm. you know, there, there were like, I know they had movies that had like uh, nudity in them. But mm. yeah, that was like the first one I saw. I saw Kate, Kate Winslet. Um, but yeah, I wasn't attracted to the costumes or anything like that. You know, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was cool because he had like, hair and he was like spitting and mm-hmm. and uh you know he was like he was like the the wrong side of the tracks and like uh i felt like that <laughs> as a kid uh um from you know inner city san diego and stuff but uh but no man it it uh i think the thing that i remembered most about the movie is the death like people mm-hmm. dying and like mm-hmm. i think as a kid I, I don't think seeing boobs was worth the anxiety of seeing like <laughs> a ship go down and seeing like, like the reality of like, if, if one of these things goes down, people like drown in the bottom floors, people yeah. like trample each other, trying to get to the top floors. People jump um, when they have no choice, even though the j- jumping will definitely lead to dying, mm-hmm. you know? So like, yeah, now that I'm remembering it, it was kind of uh um, you know, it was intense as a kid. Yeah. I remember there's a scene when, you know, people start jumping into the water, the boat, the, the ship is like halfway in and there's a, you know, I guess the movie needed diversity. So Leonardo DiCaprio had a friend named Fabrizio in the movie. Um, I believe he was Italian and Fabrizio, you know, I, I fell in love with this character probably because I saw him myself and he has a huge part of the ship land on top of his head. Like he sees it coming. Damn. You're laughing at Fabrizio. <laughs> I'm laughing at the fact that you identify. <laughs> I always identify with a dude getting murdered in in uh in Pocahontas. I was uh what's his name? Cocoum. I was Cocoum. You know, I was betrayed. But yeah, Fabrizio. He has one of the big parts of the ship, like fall straight on his head, and the, the last shot of him in the movie is like him looking up at it, and it just broke my heart. Like he got just killed, and yeah, all these people. Uh, 
You're just getting killed. That's an intense movie, man. It's it's yeah. It is an intense movie. I mean, I realize the event was the actual sinking and not the movie, and <laughs> we're only talked about. Well, the, movie. the movie's based on the event. Yeah, but uh, Bellister, Bellister, you were saying that the the um, like the death like kind of hit you as a kid like yeah. at that time did you know it was based on an, a real thing or did you solely think it was a movie no i didn't know uh I, I can't tell you with certainty if i knew what based on real things was at that time i was probably like six or seven but i do know this oh so i i've always thought about death a lot and i, I think about it every day all the time and i think it's because i watched i watched mo- some movies a little too young when i was a kid hmm. um which was interesting because I feel like my parents never let me see anything. But I got, I saw Air Force One with Harrison Ford, where he's a president and terrorists are coming to you know kidnap him and his family. I saw The Fugitive with Harrison Ford, where he's a, a successful doctor and while he's out at a dinner, somebody his wife is home alone and somebody murders her and then he's like on the front because they think he did it. So, Pelican Brief. <laughs> so I saw all these movies with death uh, and. Uh, I used to think when I was a little kid that when you died in a movie, you died for real. Um, oh. But I don't think by the time Titanic came around, I still believe that. Air Force One, I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but no, uh, no, I didn't know it was based on a true story. I always answer your questions with the longest answers. <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't realize it was a, it was a true story. Um, I guess I, I, I was just, you know, just seeing people like running and, and crying and just like kind of crazy as a little kid. It's it was so it's so sad to think and they showed this in the movie like you know the bottom floors are realizing that the ship is flooding while mm-hmm. the like top floors are still like partying yeah isn't that it's horrible oh, oh my gosh it's just insane to think about so tyler did you do you have anything up there on the year that it happened like the actual event not the film <laughs> well the film i know it was 97 unless my 90s history is messed up <laughs> Uh yeah, so the Titanic sank in 1912. Wow, so it was and and so I was looking up like, was it famous before the movie or mm-hmm. did the movie make it famous? And oh, like, yeah, it was one of those things. And obviously, I don't know this from my own experience, but just from what I'm seeing, is that uh, it was one of those events that like everyone like knew about. It was it was like a like a common event, but also mm-hmm. back in 1912, like you didn't have the internet. You didn't have you know, very quick ways of disseminating information. Mm-hmm. So something like this would be huge because like, especially because the, the whole thing surrounding the Titanic was, it was the unsinkable ship and like right. it can do this voyage and it'll be fine. And so I feel like there was like a level of hubris involved. They're like, we won't get sunk. It's fine. And then it did. And I think that probably added to to the overall narrative of it because people assumed that something couldn't happen and then it did. It seems like it was it was fairly well known. Have you all heard the conspiracy theory that the sinking was planned? So you heard a conspiracy on, on this YouTube channel that we like to listen to watch. Yeah, it's Watcher if if you all are familiar with BuzzFeed Unsolved, it's it's uh that crew. They did a video talking about um, basically a, th- a, th- a theory that the Titanic was actually switched with another boat. So that the, the company that owned the Titanic owned several 
big cruise liners mm. and one of them had gotten like into an accident or just like was a bad ship it wasn't working out and so t- as a way lazy, that, it was lazy yeah <laughs> as a way of like cutting their losses they basically rebranded the ship as the titanic um and planned a sinking so that they could cash in on the insurance oh my god but it doesn't sound like that they planned for people to die like they what like they thought people would be fine they were just trying to cash in on the boat they thought it was going to sink like 10 feet from the harbor i think they thought like it wouldn't be as much of a disaster as it was but it's it's a theory it's not proven obviously yeah Definitely go watch that, that, uh, that YouTube video. Go watch that YouTube. Puppet history. But, uh, well, that's awful because, I mean, when it comes to humans, I don't put many theories past them, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to money and insurance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's just awful, though, because, like, a horrific event, you know, for a lot of, a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Um, 1912. So... So the our, our listener who submitted this said kind of dark and totally, but see, I always think because we, you know, we we are into true crime and into into unsolved cases and and things like this. We enjoy learning about it, and something that we always talk about when we're watching this stuff is, you know, we don't watch it because we enjoy hearing about people going through difficult things or through uh, you know hard last moments. Um, it's interesting topic. It's gripping, but also there's a sense that I, we feel like almost when we watch, we're paying respect, you know, like somebody's last moments, somebody's last moments are so horrific. They're so sad. And there's just eventually everything will be forgotten, but while we still have it, you know, remembering it and honoring it and, you know, at least uh, paying respects to like how horrific that was, you know, mm-hmm. that's part of remembering and looking back at these horrific things. So like, it is a dark thing, but it's an important thing. There's people's lives. And just because it was dark, you can't allow yourself to not talk about important things, you know, because they're difficult to talk about. There's a lot of people on there. There was old people, you know, who were like maybe, you know, going on their last years. There was kids, there was young romances, there was marriages, like, mm-hmm. It's a horrific thing. So, like, to go back and see it, you know, you could, you, I mean, you could, you know, jump in and, and have you, you know, if you wanted to jump into a lifeboat and try to help people. We know that, you know, a lot of people died, so it was very hard. And also, if you were to go back and just see it from, you know, like a third person point of view, you know, just kind of like, I don't know, just paying respect to the event that happened, the people and the lives that were lost. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, we talked a lot about the movie, joking around about the movie, but actually witnessing that, I can't imagine because for a lot of people, like, that was a, a horrifically slow death for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, just waiting to die of hypothermia. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine, you know, in the movie they show, you know, like boats are going by and people are like, trying to call for help and just can't can't get their attention i just uh imagining going through that that's so so devastating yeah but i think you're right like you know we do have to you know pay respects and and you know i i think everyone's life deserves to be acknowledged and deserve to deserves to be honored and 
you know, a lot of those people, mm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those people are largely forgotten because it was so long ago, but that doesn't mean that we can't um, pay our respects. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that makes it so sad is like, it, at least our understanding of it is like, oh, it's such an exciting thing. This like amazing cruise liner, like going from England to America, like for a lot of people, it was probably like, this is our fresh start. You know, it was a joyous thing. Like, I'm sure most people on that boat were so stoked to be on that boat. Of course, yeah. And to think that, like, probably whole families were just lost. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is downer. Yeah. 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 But I, I would want to know, because obviously nautical technology in 1912 is a lot less sophisticated than it is now. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious going back to see, um, like, was there anything that could have been done to like change the outcome? Because, right. and I, obviously I've, I've not really researched the Titanic. I, like I said earlier, I've not seen the movie, but I know basically like it, it hit an iceberg and it, poke it like punched a hole in the hull and then like that mm-hmm. kind of led into the the sinking so it's like how is there something that you could like use to figure out where that iceberg is going to be and you can miss it is there like right. what happened to like lead to that was it just like eh, it's not going to sink so we can hit it it doesn't matter like what i've heard is that the area where the iceberg was like usually that time of year ice was not a concern so they were like not really worried about looking out for an iceberg. Right. It was just kind of like a fluke, like, oh shit, there's an iceberg here. And I think I think what I recall hearing, nobody quote me on this, is that they saw it at the last minute and tried to divert it and it would actually have been a better scenario if they had just hit it head on. Oh man. It's gonna go through it. Yeah, just kind of like cut it instead of like mm. having it scrape apart the side. Like I said, no one quote me on that. <laughs> but yeah i mean you would hope that nothing like that could happen today although i gotta be honest i feel like we always hear like weird news stories about things happening on cruises so yeah, yeah. i don't it, 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 a, going on a cruise to me it feels so risky well especially just, now I, with covid yeah yeah i just can't sleep 10 floors down and out in the middle of the ocean man i can't do it i just mm-hmm. uh so it sounds scary but um yeah the titanic is obviously a big event it was definitely big for this century and it was big for our childhood specifically because that's when they released the movie and it's you know uh pop culture you know it affects history and it mm-hmm. definitely brought that event back to the forefront for us so you know thank you to our listener for sending that in yeah it is weird to think about before we jump onto our next uh, topic that Bellister you just said like it was big for that century and it's like when you think back to like what happened immediately following the Titanic like the Titanic became a footnote because right world after war that one. was World War One, and yeah, then the Great Depression and then shortly after World War Two. so I wonder if the movie hadn't come out if the Titanic would be still as well known now as, right. as it was because like mm. we said throughout this like the majority of people at least our age and younger who know about the titanic know about it through the film like they probably heard about the film and then learned about the history behind it um 
And that's because the Titanic isn't really something that's taught in school, but World War One is and the Great right. Depression is. So yeah. um very curious if that had happened like in a different part of history without the surrounding other events that happened, if it would still be as kind of widely known throughout society mm-hmm. as it is today. And right. it makes you think about how many events that didn't have a blockbuster movie made about them and that aren't well known, you know, um, are yeah. happen are out there. And it's just, Oh God, learning about bad, horrible things that happened to people in the past that you never knew about. Mm-hmm. It just, you learn about that event. So it makes you angry, but then it makes you realize that there's countless other events that I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. There's countless things that have happened in history that no one was there to witness or no one wrote about yeah. and just, just bad things happen. So it's like, oh my God, it's yeah. just, just bad things. Did you all know that there is a Titanic 2? What? <laughs> Why would you do that? Movie or ship? Mo- movie. Oh, I thought you meant ship. I was like, I mean, that's just I, bad energy. <laughs> what? When did it come out? This year? I haven't heard Two, of that. 2010. Oh my God! Do okay. you have you ever heard about that? No. So so is it just a like- lifetime movie? So it was, I believe it it was a direct to DVD or a direct oh, to yeah. TV, of, of course, in Australia. Um, oh my God! And it it did come out um, in August twenty fifth. Oh, my parents' anniversary. That's maybe they went and saw it. Um, <laughs> it came out. Um, in 2010, and the little blurb for it says, a cruise liner sets sail on the 100th anniversary of the Titanic's doomed maiden voyage. When a tsunami hurls an iceberg into the ship's path, the crew and passengers struggle to avoid suffering the same fate as their predecessors. Does this movie just bleed into Sharknado? <laughs> There's like five Sharknado movies. It which sounds like the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> anyone seen that movie? I'm looking at the movie poster of it, and it's it's very ominous. It's very like black and white. Um, it has the Titanic 2, I guess, head on. Um, and then the tagline on the poster says, 100 years later, lightning strikes twice. <laughs> you guys, oh this is great writing. We're doing a great job. I just, how do we get an iceberg in the middle of the ocean? There's only one way. Tsunami. <laughs> it has a 15% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. If anyone is looking for uh, a good drinking movie, this seems like a Sounds prime candidate. Right. Titanic 2. All right. Well, not even the fame. Yeah. But fame carried the sequel. God, that's how bad it was. They're just they're just resting on their laurels. All right. Uh, so speaking of movies, our next you uh, listener submission is one that should be pretty fun. Um, they say seeing Star Wars when it originally hit theaters in the seventies. Uh, I can't talk about this. I got a. This kid in middle school, he uh, he beat me half to death with a lightsaber. So uh, what the shit? I just can't talk about Star Wars. That that, that sounds like an event you should bring up on it, either this episode or another one. That sounds terrible. <laughs> what, if, what if I was like, hey, uh, my grandpa lost out on the Chewbacca role. So uh, I can't talk about Star Wars ever. Uh, my family, we we can't talk about Star Wars. I mean... I, I know Star Wars community is one of the most vitriolic communities in all of fandoms. I wouldn't be surprised if someone has that visceral of a reaction to this franchise. So Star Wars premiere. All right, I'm going to guess here. Based on my instinct was, is, is my instinct says 1978. 
Oof. the premiere. That sounds right. Baby, you want to guess before Tyler finds I'm going to say 76. You can't go prices right on me. <laughs> uh, if she's going prices right, she would win. It was May 25th, 1977. Hmm. All right. So you get to go meet Drew Carey. <laughs> That's and pretty I, cool. <laughs> 1977. All right. 70s, you know, um, the premiere. So, all right. So, um, I did not grow up with Star Wars. I grew up with movies, um, a lot of movies. My parents, you know, worked and they went to college. And a lot of the times we watched ourselves and or I watched my siblings. And so we had so many VHS movies. That was our thing. So I grew up as a movie kid. And that's one of the things I connected with people on. But then I started getting to high school. And then eventually people would find out I'd never seen Star Wars. And it was it was always a thing. And it was always like, oh, you never seen Star Wars? Oh, dude, how can you talk about, you never seen Star Wars? Like, everyone was like that. And it eventually made it so that I didn't want to watch it. Eventually, I was like, fuck Star Wars. Like, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, but like, I grew up in an immigrant household, you know, so you miss out on a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, traditionally culturally American things, phenomenons, you know, I never watched SNL. So Star Wars was like that. So I didn't know anything about it growing up. Um, but and then so everything I learned was like from 14 years and older. Um, so do you guys know if it was amazing from the start or was it like, oh, after three weeks, people are like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. Or was it like opening day, like sold out? I mean, Tyler would probably know better than me, but I I want to say it was like the first like mainstream science fiction. Oh, is that movie. what it was? It was a big sci fi front runner. I because I think before that sci-fi was always kind of like cheesy nerdy. I I think Star Wars was the first one that like appealed to a lot of people. Yeah, so I feel like you have to if you if you show kids the original Star Wars today, it's going up against things like the Avengers right. and mm-hmm. Transformers and like all of these huge big budget sci-fi films that very clearly look better than the original Star Wars. So I, I feel it's kind of similar to when people listen to the Beatles today. Mm. Like you have to you have to consume it with the context of when it was released. Because mm. when Star Wars released, it was doing things that like people hadn't seen done before. Right. Um you had this sci-fi which again like now fantasy and sci-fi is very mainstream like you have celebrities playing dungeons and dragons um you know fantasy series like game of thrones is one of the biggest fantasy series of the past decade like it's cool to be in that realm now but in the 70s it, it wasn't and so that was the first thing i think that really broke into like mainstream success because you had star trek which i predate star wars i believe um but I don't think it ha- it had that same like global impact, at least at first. Mm-hmm. And so you go back and you look at Star Wars and that this was also back before Star Wars was. Well, I mean, George Lucas might have had it planned out as a trilogy in his head, but when it originally came out, like it didn't have the tagline of a new hope. It was just Star Wars. Mm. And so you had this you had this movie that with this opening scene is in space and you're like, Oh my God, like this looks amazing. And you look at it now and it still holds up pretty well. 
Mm-hmm. And then the opening shot of that first Star Wars film is the rebels in their ship. And then the stormtroopers blast through the door. And then through after the firefight, like Darth Vader walks in and you're like, holy shit, this guy looks terrifying. <laughs> and did you, so did you grow up with it? Did you grow up with the magic? Yeah. Star Wars was huge in like growing up. I, so um, a, a very funny Star Wars story I have actually doesn't have anything to do with the films but my dad really likes star wars um and at some point i think um taco bell was doing like for their kids meals they had little toys and uh around when the movies were coming out they had star wars toys and i remember growing up my dad had this little boba fett toy and it was one of those cool like i don't know how you describe it but if you've seen like those little like birds that they're weighted in such a way where you can put the beak on your finger yes, and yes, like yes. it like kind and of balances. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So it was that, but it was it was Boba Fett like flying. Was was up. was the balancing thing on its chin? Yes. Yes. I had a Superman like that, and it was also from it was from Burger King. Yeah. Apparently that was a big market for fast food toys. <laughs> yeah. Um but I remember I I was playing with it. Like my dad had it in his room and I and I broke it. And I remember my dad being super upset and that stayed with me for like years. And every now and then, like I would go online to try and find it because like, I didn't know it was from Taco Bell, uh, Taco Bell. I, I yeah. just knew it was this thing my dad had that I broke. Yeah. And so I, I had been looking for it for years. And then one weekend I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to find this. Yeah. So I sat down and like for an hour on my computer, just searching through everything, like, different search queries to see what I could find. I finally found that it was a Taco Bell toy. And I was like, holy shit. Like, so I went on eBay and I found one and I bought it and I gave it to my dad. Oh my God. He didn't even remember. He didn't even remember it at all. Like, I was like, like, I've been like, I've been like (laughs) (laughs) agonizing over this my entire life because I broke this toy. And he was like, you can keep it. I'm like, no, I want you to no, have it because you, I broke it. You know how much this means to me, dad? Oh my gosh. Dude, that, that is, is so that is, funny. that is a microcosm of like parent-child relationships. Yes. That is they so just don't, they're just like, oh, that didn't mean shit to me. And it was my like, whole world. You're like, nah, I, I, you're like, you were a kid. I had 10 things on my plate. I got pissed yeah. at you. And then I went to go do something else. That yeah. is I have definitely had that moment where it's like something that I so specifically remember from childhood. And then my parents are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. That is so funny. Oh my God. Well, I'm sorry that was the experience, but I think <laughs> for you, I think it's still meaningful. You know, like you, I, you- I found closure when I yeah. found Did, that toy. So, I was pissed. So do you have that it? it? Was, Did you it, keep it? No, your- it's a, it's at my dad's house. Oh man, I want to see it bad. <laughs> I, I will have to find it, but yeah, I was, I was relieved that I found it and kind of pissed that it was just like a kid's meal toy. Well, because <laughs> like, it's like, was, if you were so mad I broke it, why don't we just go back to Taco Bell? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But so, yeah, between that, um, there's definitely pictures of me as a kid dressed as Darth Vader. Nice. Um, so you like girl- the villain character? Darth Vader was cool. Like, yeah. I, and he's menacing, but like that visual of the you know, the really tall actor in just the, the black cape, the, the chain around his neck, the the helmet, like it was a, a striking visual that yeah. I, it's hard to 
it's hard to find like like a a villain on screen or any character that has that same presence as Darth. How Vader. old were you when you when you saw it? Um, I mean, it was it was present like my whole life. I think like, so I, like I don't remember not being around Star Wars. So let me ask you this, um, because you you want kids, um, and we're talking about like Star Wars versus Avengers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So now, as a parent, you know you you up to a certain age, you kind of have control over the, the, the things that your child consumes. So are you going to like methodically, like take them through cinema being like, Oh, you can't watch star Wars yet because, uh, or no, you can't watch Avengers yet because that'll blow these 10 movies out of the water. So we should go over this one first, honey. Or like, are you like, have you thought about that at all? Um, I don't think I would want to restrict, like I jokingly say I would do that. Um, like there's this there's this meme online that says that you'll show your kids um, Infinity War, and then they'll want to watch Endgame immediately afterwards, and you won't let them watch it for a year because you like you don't know how much I suffered. Um, <laughs> but no, I I don't think I would necessarily like limit things. Um, Jen and I have talked about this about how we um she she's very much a huge disney fan so she wants to expose them to the disney stuff oh yeah I'm really we I'm heard really, <laughs> i'm <laughs> i'm i'm into you know fantasy and sci-fi and so that's kind of the realm i want to bring to my kids um can i introduce them to melancholy and sadness i i think <laughs> my brother's kidding. gonna do that um <laughs> can i introduce them to the penny whistle in my heart will go on <laughs> <laughs> all right little little tyler jr this is the movie you're going to learn about boobs um no i i i want to show my future kids these things and allow them to pick up on the things that they like um yeah i will obviously be devastated if they don't like some of these things (laughs) they like the stuff that you don't like i i've jokingly told jen that uh she'd be like what if they don't like Star Wars, the Lord of the Rings. I'm like, well, then they're being adopted. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things I'm really looking forward to is um, like reading The Hobbit to mm. my kids because The Hobbit was written by Tolkien like as a kid's book for his his grandkids or yeah. his kids, I think. Um, and it has a very different tone than the rest than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So I really want to read that to them because I have a background in like acting and I, I like doing silly voices and stuff. So I think that would be something that'd be really fun. Yeah. I do. I am very much looking forward to showing my kids star Wars because obviously at this point, star Wars has just evolved into an entire franchise with multiple yeah. different movies, TV shows. Like it's going to be overwhelming for kids uh, who've never seen that kind of stuff. So I am looking forward to introducing them into those things. And I'm, really looking forward to seeing their reaction to the reveal that Darth Vader is Luke's father Mm -hmm. because that's still one of the biggest like reveals in cinematic history. (laughs) And, and you think back when, when that film came out, the, uh, the empire strikes back, it came out, I think it was in 1980. Um, and, and then they had to wait, like they had to wait to figure out what happens. Cause Mm -hmm. if, because the end of that film ends with Han Solo being captured and taken to Jabba the Hutt, Luke losing his hand to Darth Vader, being revealed to him that it's his father, 
and almost like dying and being rescued and like flown away. So like the, it ends on a very dark low point for the heroes. Mm-hmm. And then you had to wait for a couple years to figure out what happens next. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's a lot to like, just go in at the end of that movie and then just like leave it. So I'm very excited to see how my kids react to that. Cause I honestly don't remember my reaction to that reveal like it just may not have hit me or like maybe I wasn't old enough to like comprehend like the significance of it right but I but now that we have like phones and everything that you can just video things immediately I'm very much looking forward to like filming my kids reaction to see like (laughs) how they react to it because I imagine it's gonna be fun uh Jen can take a photo it's like from the side profile your kids like Mm -hmm. looking at the tv and then you just look in the background and it's just your crazy eyes like waiting for the moment of the reveal. And then like and if they don't react accordingly, what yes. do you do it? I mean, like, no, you have to you have did to you, be more surprised. Did you guys yeah. catch that? Did you catch what happened? Did you process what just happened? <laughs> um, so I do think going back to see it when it first came out, I I think would be a really interesting experience because again, when it first came out it was just star Wars. It wasn't right. star Wars episode four, a new hope it. And if you watch the first star Wars film, it's a fairly self-contained film. Yeah, It stands alone. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. obviously it, it leads and there is potential for something to come later. But if you show someone star Wars episode four and say without that, just say, this is the, this is the movie. Mm-hmm. I think you can still watch that movie and still like come away feeling fulfilled yeah um, there's, there's whereas a if you satisfying watch ending still yeah whereas if you watch empire strikes back like that clearly is leading into something and i i do think that that's something that um the like marvel has kind of it's become expected that things are always going to lead into something else mm-hmm. like every marvel movie has a post credit scene or it mm-hmm. has tie-ins to other things and so there's always this interconnection and for me, I I really like that. But it is nice to have something that you can just watch and have it stand alone on its own and not feel that I have to go watch eight other things to get the whole picture, yeah. which I imagine that was what it was like in 77 when A New Hope came out because that was all you had of Star Wars. You didn't have anything else. It was just, this is what this is and you're going to... And after that, that's it. Yeah. Would you... Would you go back with the knowledge of the movie and be like, all right, I'm going to get to experience, you know, the, the day that I've heard about and and wait in line with my bell bottoms and, uh, <laughs> and you know, get my get my popcorn and my old Disco. soda can. Um, or would you go back or would you have like uh, Jen take you back and be like, uh, we're like, we're going to watch a movie um, and, and not know it. it. Would you have your memory erased? Like, which would you rather? Ooh. I do think it would be cool to see it with fresh eyes and i i've thought that about a lot like not a lot of things over the years but there have been certain things that i've i've been like man what i would give to like see this or listen to this for the first time again yeah um and i do think like for like lord of the rings star wars um certain albums from coheed and cambria like those things like to do those for the first time again would be amazing so i wouldn't want to go in with knowledge because i would want to see like can I pick because so many things about Star Wars now are just it's like common knowledge. Like yeah. right. 
like I didn't even give a spoiler warning for Darth Vader being Luke's dad because it's just common knowledge that that's it's a almost thing. cultural. Like, yeah. 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 So like I would be very interested to go back without all of that peripheral knowledge to see if I could come to those same kind of connections that we all just have at this point. Mm-hmm. What would you guys say is the closest to Star Wars premiere in 1977 that we've had in our lives? Oh, Avengers Endgame, easily. Avengers like, Endgame? Oh, for sure. Like, did did you all go to the premiere of that? Mm-hmm. We didn't. We 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 didn't experience any of that hype or any of that. I'd, see, I was gonna say Mary, maybe Harry Potter one. <laughs> I I don't. I didn't. Even, I don't know anything about the Avengers stuff now. You babe? Yeah, I was thinking the first Harry Potter movie too. The only thing is, is when Harry Potter came out, people already knew the story and were excited mm-hmm. to like true. see the adaptation that's true star wars was it wasn't a book before the movie was it no no so just a new film i feel like star wars was probably almost like yeah it was probably really well hyped because it was like oh totally new type of movie mm-hmm. but i think it probably a lot was like more word of mouth like oh my gosh Susie said this movie is amazing and we've got to go see it you know yeah okay so i guess from that perspective um, in tell, terms us of about, like culture. tell us about Avengers. Yeah, I don't. It was a big thing. So, again, with context for Avengers, it is the opposite of Star Wars in that it it had been built up over ten years. You knew that, like, ten years. it was called Endgame, mm-hmm. and and you knew that this was the final point of like this phase of Marvel, and like. Infinity War was cool the year before because it ends similar to Empire Strikes Back where the heroes are at like the lowest point. Like mm-hmm. Thanos just snapped away half of humanity. Like all of your favorite heroes you just saw like get killed. So like Spider-Man, um, Black Panther, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, like they all just disappeared. And um, this is where I think the internet has kind of like ruined some stuff because again, back when Star Wars came out, you didn't have the internet where you could um, go on and talk to people about these things, get like spoilers. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot less meta commentary on the film. Whereas now like you were like, okay, well they've already, they've already um, Tom Holland has already signed on for another Spider-Man movie. So (laughs) Spider-Man can't really be dead. Like, like, so I think that kind of takes away from it a little bit, but when Endgame came out, you were like, this is it we know we know something's going to happen we just don't know how they're going to get to the this end point and the moment in that film where um it's captain america iron man and thor fighting thanos thanos has wrecked them at this point i or captain america stands up and he's like you know i'm just going to keep fighting i'm going to die but i'm i'm going to go for it and then um and then the portals start opening and you look and it starts showing all the, the heroes coming back to, to life <laughs> and they're like showing up on the battlefield. And then right okay. before that, um, he's able to summon Thor's hammer, which th- if you go back and watch uh, reaction videos to that moment was bonkers. Like everyone just <laughs> lost their mind because the whole thing is like, you can't wield that weapon right. unless you're worthy. God. And yeah. he was, and then everyone shows up and then, uh, Steve Rogers, he says the Avengers assemble line and then everyone charges at the enemies. And it was just an amazing, I don't think I've had a cooler 
movie experience in my lifetime. Wow. And I don't know that I ever will. Um, so. ju- not to compare, cause I don't like comparing things, but um, just for, for the, 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 for history. So from one to 10, what would you score? 10 being like, you know, the biggest movie moment of all time. What would you score the Luke, I am your father. And what would you score Avengers assemble? Uh, if they had to be it, on the same metric, it's hard because they're at different times. And I also think movies weren't as, it wasn't as much of a global, like, like phenomenon when you went to the movies. And I, and again, because star Wars, um, you didn't, you didn't know what was going to happen. But you knew, like, this is the end point for Avengers. So you're like, this is where it has to go. So I think in terms of, like, raw emotional appeal, I would probably say Endgame was a better moment. But I think the reveal... Yeah, I think the reveal of um, Luke... uh, or And I don't want (laughs) to... I hate getting that quote wrong because it's... Everyone always says it wrong and it's... um, Everyone always says it's Luke, I am your father, which it's Mm -hmm. the actual code is no, I am your father. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's just me being a nerd. Um, (laughs) I would have never known. (laughs) I think that um, I think that that moment was probably more of like a holy shit. What? Like Mm -hmm. it probably took audiences like more for a loop than Avengers Assemble because you knew that that was coming. You just didn't know how they were going to get there. Oops. They're different moments. Gotcha. Yeah. But I think they're both emotionally impactful. Awesome, man. So um, we got a few more events sent in to us, but those are the ones we're going to talk about for this episode. Thank you to our listeners. Um, but before we get out of here, we, we want to squeeze in a quick little personal event. Tyler uh, titillated us at the beginning of, uh, before we started recording with a, a personal event. So uh, um, <laughs> we'd like to, opportunity. we'd like to close oh. out on that one for tonight. <laughs> So I didn't realize I was going to be uh, reliving this this evening. But, Producer um, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I am a big baseball fan, as you all probably know from our um, origin story episode where I talked about the 94 Cleveland Indians. Um, I played baseball um, until I was 12. Um, I stopped playing because I joined band and played trumpet. And I also didn't want to get hit like by a 60 mile an hour pitch. So I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm a musician now. Yeah. But I played up until I was 12. Um, and there was one, one year I had a coach who this coach looking back, he, he sucked. Like he was just terrible. Um, he, um, like at dealing with kids. Yeah. I just think he was just like, not the right person for, yeah trying to mentor kids yes they just let any parent they're like which parent wants to do it and yeah there's no credential program for little league coaches i think it's always like (laughs) the person who has that right attitude to to mentor kids is always the person who's like i don't want to sign up for anything i'll (laughs) jump in when i'm needed but i don't want to have my name on the roster you know what i mean most looking back most of the coaches i had that were dads um, whose kids was on our team. Yeah, the dads were, they they weren't the best. Yeah. yeah. I will say that, I mean, he was for the most part terrible, but there was one, uh, there was one time when I do remember he actually kind of like stuck up for me and I was like, okay, that was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> and that was when I was, I was catching and there was a runner on third 
And I swear to this day, I overheard the coach tell his runner that don't worry, you can lead off. He's not going to throw it over. He's a pussy. Um, Jeez. And again, oh how I, old are you guys? The oldest I got to playing competitive baseball was 12. Oh and this gosh. was a few years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know why someone is calling. I assume like a nine year old kid, a pussy, but whatever. Um, and I remember like hearing that. And I remember like, I, I was really upset. I think I like, I told my mom and like my coach and my coach like got in that dude's face. I thought Good. he was going to start a fight. Um, I don't want to make him the hero of this story because he's, He's honestly, kind of, honestly, without knowing any more information, you just redeemed him for me. He's redeemed. He he would like make he would make us all like do like a ton of like push ups all the time. Never mind. But again, we're we're like eight nine years old. Like we're just trying to have fun. Like you're taking this way too. Seriously. We're not gonna build muscle. Um. He uh. He also um. He was the reason for the longest time I didn't give soccer a chance. Oh either. no to play or to be a fan of because he would always shit talk soccer in practice. He would, he's like, that's not a sport. It's exercise. Like that doesn't oh like, God. it doesn't like, he just talks wow. so much crap on soccer. You had the, you had the movie experience about soccer in real life. Like the American, like, Ugh. yeah, exactly. So for the longest time I adopted that mindset because when you're eight, you're going to listen to what adults say. Yeah. Um, and then finally I, now I really enjoy soccer, but, um, so there was one time when we were playing and um, I was coming up to bat, but I also really had to pee um, like very badly. Oh, no. And um, he, I, he, I don't remember if I told him or if I did and he was just like, whatever, I don't care. Um, I can imagine it being that, but I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I want to um, go back to that moment. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I don't I, care. I, um, but I remember going up to the plate and um, I I didn't have the bladder control, I guess I have now, oh, and no. started peeing myself at the plate. At oh the plate. Oh, my God. In the box. And, yeah, and three pitches and I was out. I didn't care. No. I wasn't... Tr- <laughs> I wasn't trying to draw a walk. I wasn't trying to hit it into the gap to score a run. I was trying to get off the field as quickly as I could so I could go to the bathroom. And I remember just getting off, like I strike three, walking to the dugout, just crying because, and and we had white baseball pants. So oh, my no. pants are just covered in piss. You, could ever, you think people could tell? Oh, for sure. Oh, oh my mom man. was livid. My mom was livid. Like she took me over to like the, like the snack bar bathroom area and helped like, like get me cleaned up and everything. But she was livid that like the coach didn't do anything or like, let me pause or, or anything like that. And just let me go out there and piss my pants. So, um, I would, this is one event that I think would actually be kind of funny to go and watch from like an omniscient point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, just because like, I guess I, I like self-flagellation. I'd be like, let's watch me pee myself. Um, but (laughs) Yeah, it was just that sticks out in my mind as one of those moments that I'm just like, adults could have helped me and and they just yeah. didn't. They they yes. were terrible. I mean, you know, kids. Anyone who's worked with kids knows that they have to go to the bathroom at the worst time possible yeah. without fault, <laughs> and they have to go when they've had ample opportunity to go, and now the opportunity has ended. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I could see the coach being like, fuck. No, we don't have to. No, I'm not dealing with this. I like I could see it being something like, no, you're fine. And then 
And I just have the image, Tyler, of you just staring at the coach, holding your bat still, not moving, and just pissing yourself. I was just, yeah, that's not far off because it definitely, I do remember it happening while I'm standing at the plate. So, like, the catcher, the umpire, the yeah. pitcher, the pitcher might have thought it was like a like an alpha move. Like I'm trying to like <laughs> flex on him and be like, I'm not scared of you. I'll this is how, this is how focused I am. Let, let's rewrite the story and make it an alpha move. I like that. Yeah, there we go. I but, God, dude, that's that's so frustrating. I I have a similar thing. I didn't I didn't fully pee my pants, but I peed a little. It was just in class. Asking the teacher to go to the bathroom, he was like, No. But I knew like I was about to burst. So like I yeah. I like like ran out as i'm saying like i gotta go i gotta go and like you know people are laughing because i don't know maybe they thought it was a joke or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh you know like obviously you know a lot of stuff going on who the fuck knows what was going through his mind but why do adults like have such a big deal with us going to the bathroom like just fucking let me go to the fucking bathroom i remember in fourth grade i peed in class and i didn't tell the teacher what (laughs) the whole day you went through it so it we had this thing in fourth grade where it was either after recess or after lunch you know you did like silent reading time ssr yeah but we had a computer in the classroom and it was like you were on a rotation schedule that when it was your turn you got to play computer games instead of reading and it was my turn to play on the computer and i had to pee but i was like i don't want to waste my precious computer time that comes through like once every four months going to the bathroom and eventually I just couldn't hold it anymore and I peed, but it wasn't my regular chair. It was the computer chair. Was so, it like plushed? A plush chair? No, it was still a plastic oh, okay. chair, but there was like a, a a pool of piss in the chair. And so that happened. And we had like a like a bathroom pass that was like, just get up and take it and go. And so that happened. I very calmly got up, got the bathroom pass. I walked to the front office because my mom was volunteering and I said mom I needed to get me some new clothes and then I walked back to class and I never said a word about it someone babe someone is sitting somewhere saying the 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 pee puddle mystery I know <laughs> the pee puddle mystery where did it come from and they're like they've I'm gone through sure they've gone the teacher knew I mean what the fuck what what do you where does your mind go as a teacher when you're like you know you're you're pushing in the chairs. You're getting ready to walk out. You know, like when I do with the library and you pull out a chair and like something splashes and you're like, what? I mean, there was one student who went from wearing overalls to wearing corduroys. I think it was pretty obvious who it was. <laughs> Amanda, why are you doing wardrobe changes in the bathroom? <laughs> Bellister, this is your sign to let your kids go pee when they say they need to go pee in there in the library. When they go, uh, can I go pee? I go, yeah. I, 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 I most of the time I'm like, yeah, go, why are you asking? I'm like, go ahead. Cause the, the library is like different than the class. So I don't have a bathroom pass. I don't have those rules, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, that it's, it's a uh, man. I'm so sorry that happened to you. So you, you wouldn't want to like, you wouldn't go back as like a 30 year old, like uncle, just like, like, a like with a hot dog, be like, coach, that was you, coach. Fuck you, coach. Or, or you would just be omniscient and just watch it happen. Yeah, I, I, I'd just be in the stands and watch. Probably <laughs> like, look at myself pissing my pants. Watch, I start crying right here. I start crying right here. There I go. There I go. Yeah, I, man, little league baseball was rough. Like <laughs> between that, I remember um, when I got a little older, probably like thirteen, fourteen. You um, got started, older. I guess maybe. <laughs> Um, I didn't get taller, but I got older. Um, 
uh, I started umpiring, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, and, um, you always wanted to ump the triple a or the major league level games. Cause those yeah. were $25 a game. Oh, Whereas if snap. you, ump- if you umpired for double a, it was only 15. Um, but I remember I'm um, like, I was, I was a field ump for this one game and, uh, I called, I don't even remember what the call was, but the, the opposing coach thought I got it wrong, starts yelling at me. And I'm just trying to like hold back tears. And I'm like, I, I'm a kid still. It doesn't yeah. matter. Your kid's eight. Who gives a shit? Seriously. Yeah. Oh my God. How do you freak out at a kid umping a game? So is that why you yell at the ref so bad when we go to games? Because you're like, just I'm, a lot of <laughs> I'm getting paid rage. Yeah. I've never um, heard better trash talk than Tyler. Uh, Each, I, to the point where I'm like, I hope this ref fucks up because I want to hear what Tyler has to say about it. <laughs> We're like in the second row. The ref can see us. <laughs> I yeah, I I have no qualms about yelling at, at umpires or refs because most well, I mean, at the Orange County games we go to, they're probably not making that much money. It's fine. Um, so I can cut them some slack. But major league umpires, oh, I will. I'll tear into them. <laughs> well, I love it because. Suck. You're not you're not just being like outright cruel. You're saying stuff that's like, "What? How did you even think about that?" <laughs> Your potato salad is under seasoned. Yeah, that that kind of shit. So I've I've not watched the entire show, but there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother, um, where uh, two of the characters they go to a, a Harlem Globetrotters game. <laughs> and they do it. It's like a tradition. They love going to that game and then yelling at the refs at the Globetrotters game, oh which is gosh, hilarious. And that so sounds funny. like something I would totally do. Um, that that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's so funny. All that being said, I am very much looking forward to being that overly involved, angry parent when my kid plays sports. <laughs> um, because of course, my kid's going to be special and is going to make of something course. of themselves. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there was one kid on my team. Um, he Mike Trout? he was. I went. Can you imagine? Um, but I mean, his his dad thought he was going to be the next Mike Trout or whatever. Um, because I remember he. Um, I don't think he ever had fun like as a kid. Like I don't think he like. I don't think he played outside. I don't think he played video games. I think he. His dad built like a bullpen in their backyard so he could oh pitch. My God. All he did was like practice baseball and you could tell like he enjoyed playing and he was pretty good at it, mm-hmm. but you could kind of like when you talk with him and you kind of like look behind the eyes, you could see there was some sadness there. Cause like yeah. he wasn't oh getting God. to be a kid and like, yeah, kind of what we were talking about earlier, like introducing like my future kids to like, you know, stuff I like, like if they don't like it, like I'm not going to force it on them. So like, I want my kids to try sports. And if they don't like him, it's like, fine, like find something else, like do the thing you love. But I see too many parents in like little league sports, basically living their life vicariously through their kids because they're failures. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to do that because then my kid's going to resent me. Dude, you know what's crazy? That's there's always been that parent through the decades, through the years. Mm -hmm. I knew that parent when I was a kid playing on playing soccer. Mm -hmm. You knew that parent playing baseball. Amanda probably knew that parent. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, there's always that that dynamic. Tyler, you should ask Jen about the soccer coach she had that would he would scream himself hoarse every single game. And Horse! Horse! (laughs) It was the weirdest thing because like. 30 seconds. Palominos. 
30 seconds before the game started, he was like this cool guy, like, yeah, we're here to have fun. And then as soon as the whistle blew, he was just screaming the entire time. And then as soon as the whistle blew to end it, he was like, okay, good game, good game. Maybe if they just didn't have a whistle, he'd be fine. It was the weirdest (laughs) thing. I just, I I imagine his mentality is like, well, yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to be good if you're good. If not, (laughs) this isn't fun. So it's like, like, it's different when I'm watching the Cleveland Indians and they're sucking shit. Like mm-hmm. that's different because they're professionals. They're getting yes. paid. It's different than an eight-year-old <laughs> who barely knows how to run in a straight line. Like you're, you're lucky if we're going in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, like let them play. At least they're getting outside and mm-hmm. you know not causing problems. Like let them have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. <laughs> Ah, I I appreciated being able to revisit that uh, this evening. It was fun memories, yeah. um, and I look forward to making more with my future kids. <laughs> For sure. Oh man, well, I think we all learned a valuable lesson today. Go to the bathroom, <laughs> and don't try to be Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to again again. We hope that wherever you are, wherever you're doing, you're having a good one. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.